so many times. Trading is so simple. Humans are so fucking difficult. And the problem is that we add so much confusion and difficulty and so much just back and forth and inconsistencies into our trading plan, into our trading routine. And of course, you do that over a certain period of time. This becomes habit. This becomes a routine for you. And now what we have to do as we get to this certain level, we have to train that out. That is why newbie traders often find success quite quickly because they don't second guess anything. They don't outsmart the trading plan. They just go, oh, this is the rule. I do it. Enter. Okay. Oh, look at that. It worked. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Success Shift. My name is Jake. It's Thursday, and I'm feeling very good, very energetic. Sometimes life just happens, and it happens in wonderful ways. Um, I've had some good news and a few things go my way over this last week, and it just goes to show that if you keep plugging away at things consistently, then um, good things happen. And I often say this to people who have got big goals, big aspirations, big dreams, and um, find themselves struggling with finding the time or finding, you know, the ability to continue on. I say, just keep doing the thing, whatever it is, just keep doing it. And eventually opportunities will arise and you'll be ready to take them. Um, you know, people will come your way and offer you things that you may not have even been open to and, it's just a matter of doing the background work and doing the things that you think are necessary to grow and move yourself in that direction consistently and doing it without the expectation of return. If you've got a big enough drive, a big enough passion, a big enough why, and you're able to do the things in your spare time, sometimes you might be so busy and you can only find 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, or an hour a week. But as long as you keep plugging away, um, things will will work out for you. I mean, we're talking about it just on Tuesday where Earl Nightingale's expression for success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. If you have a worthy goal and you just keep chipping it away, it doesn't matter your speed, but just keep on going. Just do not stop. Be relentless in your approach and your attack. Then things will work out. It's just the way of of the, the laws of the universe. And I just feel that if you just keep going, regardless of wanting or needing, like if you're doing something in the hopes that you you feel you deserve something, then it can take you away a little bit. If you've just got such passion and desire and drive to get to a certain goal and just keep doing it, then yeah, things happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And um, I'm very grateful today, very grateful this week, actually. And I'm grateful for opportunities. I'm grateful for old friends. I'm grateful for new friends and just grateful for life 
in general and for being in the present moment. I was listening to the book uh, Be Like Water by Bruce Lee. I think that's the name of it, but it's the Bruce Lee's book I think his daughter wrote um, in regards to his philosophies. And it reminded me a lot about Eckhart Tolle's book, um, The Power of Now, and just the real, real advances of being present like really present like not okay i'm kind of here but just ignoring everything and being so focused on what you're doing in this current moment yes it's good to have goals and dreams and aspirations and steps to achieve those things but when you're doing something when you're doing that one step just focus on that one step and this actually will take me into something that uh, a very profound realization i've had in trading as well um at how a lot of us get so focused on if I get my 2% today, then I'll have this and then I'll have this amount and my goals and I'll be rich by this date. And it just sort of, you're only getting the 2% so that you can stay on track to get million dollars by X amount of months. Like put some ones in the chat if you've done that kind of process. And I know I'm going a little bit straight off from my topic today and um, away from the gratitude, but this is really important to me and ones on ones coming into the chat, right? So the more we can just focus in on just this session, all I'm going to do is look at these exact candles. Now, this is a, one thing I talk about, well, I haven't spoken about it too much yet, is um, cognitive dissonances where you can hold two competing ideas in your mind at the same time. So I know I'm going to be contradicting myself here when I say, you know, when in doubt, zoom out, look at the whole environment, look at the bigger picture. But what I'm now saying is focus in on just this one move, just this particular time frame of, of trading have I got a trade that matches my checklist? And that is all you need to be focusing on. Not, okay, if I get this amount, then I'll reach this level and I'll pass this challenge or I'll, or no, if I lose this because of the trades that I took yesterday, then I'm going to be in a bad week. All that stuff needs to leave your mind. All of it. When you're trading, you just need to focus right here, right now. As the candles paint, what am I noticing? Okay, does this tick my trading plan? One, two, three, four, five points. Minimum for me is five out of the seven points. Yes, it does. I will enter. It's not, oh, maybe because of X, Y, Z, it's, it's reached my points. That's all I have to focus on. This is my exit strategy. These are, This is my other exit strategy. Does it do that? Yes. Does it do it? No. That is the only action, respond. Action, respond. Not giving yourself decision time like, oh, but maybe what about this particular case and blah, 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 blah. Just focus right now on the very one thing does this trade right in front of my eyes match my trading plan? Yes or no? No, don't enter. Yes, enter. Do I have a trading plan? Do I have in my trading plan reasons to exit, trail, whatever it is that you like to do to manage your trade? I do. Okay. Is it reaching these? Yes. Do something. Is it not? No. Do nothing. That is all trading has to be. Straight, clear cut, as simple as that. But of course, we don't, right? It is so simple. Action, response, right? The candle paints. Candle closes. We have a bearish engulfing. Does it reach my trading plan? Check rules. Yes, I have. So for me, if you don't know already, I have like a point system. I have a certain few things that really um, lead towards a good trade for me. For my certain trades, I have about seven points. And if I get five of those, I can enter it. Six, powerful trade seven, like my 10 out of 10, basically. So this is my system. If I've got the five points, enter. There's no... If, buts, ands, and maybes, I've got my points, enter it. If I don't have five points, just don't enter. It's just that simple. Action, respond. 
action, respond. The problem is what we do is we give ourselves time to change our response. We, if we have thinking time, action. Okay, but what about this? What about that? Oh my God. Our brain starts to go. We start to manipulate ourselves depending on each individual situation. And then our response is different. And if we've got a different response every single time, of course, we're not going to get consistency. And of course, we're not going to get longevity in our results. But if we can shut that all out and just focus, does this exact situation meet my trading plan? Yes, enter. No, don't enter. This is my strategy to manage my trade. Does this mean that I exit? Do I trail? None of these things have reached my trading plan. Okay, I'm just going to do nothing. That's what my trading plan says to do. Then do nothing. And if you've got Janie, then just do nothing because Janie's going to do it. Okay? So I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I thought this is so important. And I think this is such a key factor. And so many people don't understand this. And so many people miss this concept because we get so caught up in the past and the future and the whole concept of trading to be wealthy and all the things that can provide and all the things that can come through when you become successful and then all this ex like extended pressure and like frustration and all these other emotions because we're like ah my god i have to get this to get this to get this fuck all that just zoom in to the now focus so clearly on does this exact situation or this setup meet my trading plan yes respond no respond okay it's exactly so simple. Just me adding the complications. This is what I say to people so many times. Trading is so simple. Humans are so fucking difficult. And the problem is that we add so much confusion and difficulty and so much just back and forth and inconsistencies into our trading plan, into our trading routine. And of course, you do that over a certain period of time. This becomes habit. This becomes a routine for you. And now what we have to do is we get to this certain level. We have to train that out. That is why newbie traders often find success quite quickly because they don't second guess anything. They don't outsmart the trading plan. They just go, oh, this is the rule. I do it. Enter. Okay. Oh, look at that. It worked. But as we get smarter, as our intelligence grows, as our knowledge grows, we think we get smarter and we think we can out-trade our trading plan, which is stupid. And so we have to dumb it back down to just the simple basic. This is how it's done. Here's my trading plan. Do I follow it? Does it reach? You don't have to like second guess. If you've got a good trading plan, which is the key, which is like should be your number one focus, then you just go, does it reach these five things? Does it, is it true to my trading plan? Yes, enter. Is it not? No, it's just a simple yes and no. And then once you enter that trade, you can then go to your journal. Did this reach my trading plan? Yes. Okay. Am I proud of that? Yes. Okay. What can I learn from this particular case? Because it didn't go or did go. Did this reach your trading plan? No. Did you enter? Yes. Why? And this is where the mindset comes in. Why did you not follow your trading plan? Why did you go against it? Now, this is where all the human behavior and all the emotion and all the mindset and all the other things, your um, <clears throat> trailing strategy, your exit strategy, your management strategy. Okay. Did I manage this trade as my trading plan says? No. Why? This is all the emotions. This is all the mindset stuff. Why are you letting your mind control what's happening where you should just be following the trading plan? Okay. I shouldn't, we shouldn't need a mindset call if everyone's able to follow their trading plan just like that. But the problem is humans cannot. We decide we want to break the rules. We want to change things. We want to do things slightly differently. And in this particular case, I reckon I could get away with doing this because I'm getting it more. And all of this psychology, that's why we have these calls. That's why we have, um, you know, this kind of aspect of trading because so many humans just do that. That's just the nature of humans. Right. Okay. 
So my little rant is over. I apologize for uh, going off on a tangent so quick. I don't apologize, but uh, let's get back to what I was saying. Gratitude. Let's set, chuck some gratitude into the chat um, for those of you that are here. Love to read some of your gratitude. And then I'll get on to answering those three questions that I was asking on um, on Friday and then again on Tuesday. Okay. So chuck your gratitude into the chat. We'll have a quick read through they, them. And for those of you that don't weren't haven't listened to the podcast on Friday or on Tuesday, uh, I had three questions. And last week we we're talking a bit about, and this week we're talking about self-sabotage, uh, your self-narrative. How do you talk about yourself to yourself? And these things, these things kind of lead on to each other and it's all into intertwined. And basically, how you talk about yourself to yourself is really what your true core beliefs are. If you truly believe that you're a failure or that you know you're just gonna be a engineer and you can't be anymore and you've got that fixed mindset and that's the belief and that's how you're going to talk to yourself you're like oh i shouldn't be doing i shouldn't be following my dream of course i'm going to fail this blah 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 blah. if that's how you're talking to yourself then you can learn a lot from from that and you can figure out the things that you need to change and same goes if you have that talk of like i can do anything i really am able to do this like ah what is it like for me this is what i say to myself a lot and it's what is this one thing that i got to fucking figure out that it's stopping me like what is this tiny little Where's the key to this lock? I got to unlock this. There's something in my way and I got to figure it out. Like, I know I can do this. I know I can do it. I just have to figure out this little thing. That's the way I speak to myself because I believe that I'm capable of the greatness that I'm moving towards. The issue is <clears throat> I get stuck. And so how do I talk? I can beat myself up and talk myself down, which is going to pull me away. Or I can boost myself up, talk myself up and say, yes, come on, I can do this. I can do this. Just got to figure it out. Like, there is a there is a way through. I just haven't found it out yet. I need more knowledge. I need more input. I need more perspective on this situation. That's how I talk to myself. That's why I have so much passion and so much drive. When you hear me talking on these podcasts, I get energetic because I know that I truly believe that I can make this. So therefore, that's how I speak to myself. That's my self-narrative. If you don't have that yet, that's fine. But you have to be aware of that. Get that self-awareness and go, actually, when no one's listening, this is how I talk to myself. And this isn't helping me. This isn't bettering me. That means the affirmations that I have for myself are, yeah, you really can't do that. Why are you trying this? This is actually really hard. You're never going to make this. These thoughts that we have going through our head, these are your self-narrative. These are your affirmations, whether you like it or not. And we need to shift them. Okay. So the questions that I was asking to truly understand this to a better to a better level and to try and grow and get past these boundaries. Uh, question one was, what is your biggest fear? Question two was what is your greatest passion or desire? What really drives you? And question three, um, and I actually found this really hard to answer, but you'll find that out in a minute, was who do, um, who is your biggest aspiration or who is your biggest role model? And often what is good is what's your favorite TV character or movie character that you can most relate to? By putting it this way, you can find out what a, a lot about how you think about yourself. If you relate yourself to a certain person, what are their traits like? What are their behaviors like? What are the things that they do that maybe you feel like you relate to can help you really understand yourself narrative a bit. Okay. So I'm going to go flick through some of these gratitude because we've got some of them coming through and then I'll go and answer those questions for myself. So I'm grateful to have a parent who loves my child so much. Oh, that's adorable. Especially as a, a new parent myself that, that hit home. That's lovely. I love simple, specific direct communication. <laughs> Thanks for this, Jake. So very, very good. I'm grateful for everyone who continues to show up in this group. May we all be blessed beyond measure. Oh, it's also very, very nice. Definitely. I think we've all got a lot of potential here. So grateful for friends that are traveling the trading journey with me. 
having others to share experiences with who understand has been so valuable this last couple of weeks. Yet <clears throat> I keep telling people the power of community, the power of having a group of like-minded individuals moving towards a similar goal is beyond powerful, like masterminding, bouncing off each other, accountability buddies, all this sort of stuff. It's when you get when you get into a tough situation and you can go, oh, I'm feeling down and you've got a group of people to pick you up, to give you some advice, to push you back in the right direction, that is going to be so profound in the longevity of your success. What is that African proverb? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Grateful for this group and the inspiration and faith everyone brings. Yeah, it's lovely. Lots of gratitude for the group. Lots of gratitude for the community, which I love. This community is always growing. Um, and on that, actually, if you are getting value out of this podcast, if you are getting stuff from this call, go share this with your friends. Go share this with people in your community. Go share. Um, you know, it doesn't even have to be people, people who trade. My goal here is to give a lot of mindset towards any goals and success. Um, obviously, it's based around trading because that's what a lot of the people listening are achieving. But if you are getting stuff, share it with people. Let others know that I'm trying to spit out as much value as I can. It helps me grow the community. It helps me grow the podcast. <clears throat> it also helps people jump on here. And the more people we have in here giving in the discussion and adding value, the more growth we can get as a whole, the more gratitude we can get to open our minds up, to shift our perspective. And the more people's insights, the more we can really learn from each other. Okay. Right. Now I'm getting a bit smoked out by my incense today. It's pretty strong. It's a new one. So <laughs> If you hear me coughing, I apologize. All right. We're running out of a little bit of time, but I want to go through the three questions and what I answered them for myself so that you can get a bit of insight on how I use this to learn myself a little bit and hopefully um, go back and find out a bit more about yourself and understand your own self-narrative. So the very first question is, what is my biggest fear? And this took me a long time to took me a long time to really answer this question because deep down, I really don't fear much in my own mind, like general stuff like sh sharks, spiders, snakes, big waves, like extreme sports. That's all like my passions and desires. So those like sort of surface level fears, I, I couldn't really come up with anything. So I had to get, dig a bit deeper and I feel like I've done so much personal development that I've really worked through ways to be fearful, but I did come down to one, um, which was obviously one of the most underlying ones. And I think as we start to pull back the fears, then we realize we have to get deeper and deeper into some of the, the deeper level fears. And this is like, I think I've said this many times before, that you're only born with two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And everything else is a learnt fear, everything. And if it's a learnt fear, then it can be an unlearnt fear. And it's obviously come from some period in your life. And um, I think Grant Grant. Grant Cadone, wow, I really butchered his name there, didn't I? Um, has this expression for fear and it's false events appearing real. So that's his acronym for fear, which I think is amazing because basically it's in our mind. Fear is only in our mind and it's basically us going, oh, this could happen. And so I'm scared of something that hasn't happened yet. So a false event appearing real. And that actually stuck with me. So I, I implore you to look at fear in that way, um, that it is a, a false event that you're just imagining. But with that said, my biggest fear I, I now believe was returning home unsuccessful. So if you know anything about my journey, I grew up Western Australia, you know, very loving, supporting family, was told to go through the education system, did engineering, got a en mechatronic engineering degree, got offered a really good contract in a big mining company and said, no, I said, sorry, I don't want to do this. Um, I like the people. I like the company. I wasn't like the biggest fan of the work itself. Um, 
being in the mines and you know i'm a bit of a hippie so i wasn't all for that but then also i just saw people who've been like in their 60s and they've just been doing this their whole life and so i turned around and said no and against my parents like my parents are very supportive but against their recommendations like hey why don't you do this for a couple of years get yourself some money get a little bit of support like you've you've done all the work like at least reap some of the rewards and i stuck it to myself i was like no like i want to go travel my dog had just passed away. I'd spent eight years at uni. So like, and I'd just broken up with my partner. So I had no commitments, right? I, I was almost clean slated. And if I was to lock into a contract, then all those other things might've come around. So I turned around and said, no, like I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go be a bum around the world, a snow bum and just go explore the world. And I always had the aspirations of finding something along the way that I could do. But I think my biggest fear is returning home unsuccessful at that. So putting the pressure on myself that I need to make this work, not so much financials, not so much for anything other than, I guess, my pride. Um, and the more I dug into this and realized that this was probably my biggest fear, I realized that lots of this actually comes from my self-worth. And we spoke about this in the chimp paradox, right? So clearly, even though I'm fully aware of this, I obviously have some underlying subconscious part of me that believes that my self-worth is fully dependent on my achievements. <clears throat> okay so by understanding my deepest fear i'm able to go a bit further and go okay why do i have this where does this come from what subconscious belief do i have and how can i start to shift this and so from this what is my biggest fear i realized that i clearly have this part of me that believes my self-worth is completely related to my achievements and so now that i can start understand that i can start working on the fact that actually i've got great relationships with my friends my family my loved ones who i who are the ones that i fear will judge whether I'm successful or not, which is completely made up in my own head. <clears throat> and from this, I can go, actually, is it realistic to go, my parents will think this or not, because it's not. So why am I feeling like this? And if I can release myself from this, then that will probably take a lot of pressure and a lot of stress off me needing to achieve and therefore make my achievements easier. Okay. So um, I've got a lot of notes here, but I feel like I'm running out of time and I want to get through these answers. So I obviously have to define what is success, you know, I return unsuccessful, but then I have to define what is success to me. At what level do I go, okay, I am successful. And this is the whole point of this entire podcast is that to me, success should be a mindset. And so if I'm progressively moving forward to a worthwhile, to a, a worthy goal, then that should be a state of mind of success. And if that is a state of mind of success, then I'm already successful. So where does this fear come from? Okay. So this is the kind of thing that once you answer these questions, you can start to dive in a bit deeper and really understand yourself. Now, question two, what drives you, your passion? So again, a tough one. Um, so I've got lots of things that I, I enjoy, but what really drives me, I had to think about, okay, what is it that's going to wake me up in the morning, regardless of money, finances, or situation? What is it one thing that if I didn't have to worry about any other circumstances that I could get up and do every single day till the day I die? What is it the one thing that I can go, okay, no matter where I am in life, if I could find a way to do this one thing, I would be happy. It would bring me joy. And that was really genuinely, and I don't want this to sound like a cop-out, but helping others, like self selflessly helping others. Um, I really do find joy of giving. Like I will often, when I travel, I will take guitar strings with me because I've been to other countries, especially third world countries where there's kids wanting to play music, but you see them with guitar strings and they've got like two or three broken ones and they're kilometers if not hours away from any place remotely close to getting strings so i'll take a pack of strings with me and then i can restring up guitars and stuff like that like that's just a very small thing but that's something to me that really um hits home and it really drives a passion in me and sometimes and i was having a discussion with one of my friends who was going through a breakup and he was like you do that selfishly 
And to be honest, I probably do. I probably do do that selfishly. I help others so that I get a good sense of feeling so that it makes me feel better. And whether that's a negative thing or a positive thing, I don't know, but that's a realization I came to. And so understanding this, especially my loved ones, I really like to help my loved ones. Like on my um, vision board, I've got retiring my mom, helping my sister, things like that. So this can kind of be looked at in a couple of ways that this can come from like a deep issue of um, what's the love languages, right? So why do we feel like one of our love language, one of the love languages is um, what's it called? I can't think of the name of it right now, but just like selflessly giving basically like doing things for others. And so that means that one of the things that I obviously need the most is maybe the reason I do that the most is because of something that's happened to me in my childhood. Maybe I didn't feel that. Maybe I didn't acts of service. Thank you so much. Acts of service is the love language. So this can also come from childhood stuff where maybe I didn't feel like I got loved, even though I did like on a surface level, I truly believe my parents were great and everything like we went through, they went through a divorce, but that was not, not really a deeper thing. And I can start to understand that, okay, if this is what I want to do, then this is where some of my acts uh, some of my love language comes from some of the things that um, I can look into and find out why do I feel like this? And I can then again, learn more about myself. Not only this, but now I know that if everything turns to shit and I'm feeling horrible and you know, you have those days where you wake up and you're like, life's just so hard. Go out and give something to someone. <laughs> just give a homeless person a sandwich or something like that. And that's going to boost me straight away. And so I can start to understand myself to such a level where I go, you know what, even if everything's turned to shit, I'm going to go down to the shop, going to buy a sandwich and give it to the first homeless person I find. And that's going to bring so much joy and pressure to me and maybe shift my perspective and get me out of that rut. Okay. Um, and I know we're running out of time here, but I'm just going to try and get to this last one. So question three is who's my biggest role model. And I really struggled with this. I really struggled because I went through a lot of different people. Um, but I feel like as I have changed, as I have grown, my understanding of who a role model could be is has changed and grown and it's developed. And I've learned more and more about myself as I've sort of went through these people. So the first person I've got is Tom Bilyeu. And I'm not sure if you know him, but he listens. He's the guy who runs Impact Theory and he owned Quest. And I've learned a lot from him. And the reason I relate to him is because I really like his values and his core beliefs. Um, and so understanding that, I was like, all right, what other characteristics does he have that I can aspire to, that I can sort of be like so that I can be more and more like him? And the other person I got, if you're looking at TV and um, movie character, was Deadpool. So Deadpool's a bit of a smartass. He's quirky. He really wants to help. Deep down, he's actually a really nice guy, but he doesn't really give a shit on the surface level. He just does what he does. Even though he's a superhero, he helps, but he's a smartass. He's quirky. Um, but really, he does want to... Um, help especially especially his loved ones and he plays by his own rules he's a bit ruthless and this is kind of where i was i was relating myself to and it's funny because that links in to some of the stuff that i found out about myself in question two and a little bit in question one so as we do that exercise and we go deep down you can actually learn a lot and find that most of the time your answer to these questions are going to be linked okay now i have gone a little bit over time i do apologize i hope that was helpful so everyone who's here i really recommend going through and answering these questions for yourself find out your self-narrative. And once you can really learn your self-narrative, you can learn a bit about how you self-sabotage and why. And actually, I'm going to go into that tomorrow a bit because I think that's really important and relates a lot to trading. But just to finish off those three questions, what is your biggest fear? What drives you? What is your biggest passion? And then who is your biggest role model? And if you want a TV or movie character that you can relate that to.
Okay. Answer those questions, find out your self-narrative, and you can really learn so much about yourself and start redirecting um, your beliefs and your values into a direction of really wherever you want, depending on who you want to um, aspire to. Okay. So I hope you got a bit out of my vulnerability today. I really hope you can learn a few things. Lots of gratitude coming in at the chat. Um, yeah, go listen to this again if you want on the podcast. And otherwise, we will jump into the trading call. Go through your trading journals. Go through everything you need to go through. Your whys, your mindset, your affirmations. Get into the now, into the present moment on the charts, okay? Um, everyone else listening on the podcast, I'll see you tomorrow. But for now, love you all. Bye.